The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Leadership Matters with Dr. Cheryl White, Linda Schub, Gerald McFadden, Andre Howard, Tom Wall, and Rihanna Absar. This is your forum for exploring and discussing challenges that are faced by public and nonprofit leaders. And now, Leadership Matters. Good afternoon, and thank you for tuning in to Leadership Matters, informing leaders, inspiring solutions. I'm Cheryl White, and I bring you greetings from the Neighborhood House Association in San Diego, California. Our mission is to enrich lives through a continuum of education and wellness services. Our vision, healthy and educated communities where dreams become reality. We hope this episode and every episode of Leadership Matters offers value-added and thought-provoking ideals for advancing emerging and current leaders. Well, I am excited and delighted today that we're going to have a conversation about a book that I really enjoy and even more so delighted that I'm going to have that conversation with someone who I also really enjoy working with and who's pretty much an expert in using this material. So we're going to be talking about five practices of exemplary leadership based on Kuhn's and Posner's book, The Leadership Challenge. And I tell you, that book, um, as they have in their subtitle, it's the most trusted source on becoming a better leader with over a million copies sold worldwide. So with us today to help us have this conversation, we have Edward Condon, who is the Executive Director of Region 9 Head Start Association. Ed, thank you so much for joining us. Well, thank you, and I appreciate being invited to the show. Yes, thank you. And we invite our listening audience to also join us by emailing or calling in to Leadership Matters Questions at innovations.org. Call in number one eight six six four seven two five seven nine zero. So as I said today we are going to be discussing the five practices of exemplary leadership. But before we kind of dive right into that. I want to step back, Ed, and ask you to just tell us a little bit about yourself and the perspective that you bring. Well, thank you, Cheryl, and and thanks for the listeners as well taking interest in this topic. In Head Start, where I spent the great majority of my career, the last 26 years, and of course, for those of you who don't know, Head Start is a very locally driven uh, grant from the federal government. It occurs in all communities throughout the United States. It's been in existence for 52 years, and Head Start is dedicated to being very reflective of local community needs through its planning. Though, Though it is a federal grant, it is actually carried out with each and every community in a unique and local design. So as we've been working in this field and as I've been working in particular in the last few years in leadership roles, what has really come clear to me, uh, it's just so evident, is that great organizations doing great things for kids, having high impact uh, in some very difficult situations, are often led by very intentional leaders. And those folks uh, really have grown 
up through the program or have come to the program through their own career choices. But what they bring to uh, these opportunities is a real spirit of, of, uh, of support and trust uh, with the families. And, and they also bring that into the agencies that they themselves lead. And some of these agencies are quite large and complex. And so as I've been working around this community, I've really uh, found that great people have great leadership strategies and and uh, the leadership challenge is really one strategy which does uh, and provides such an excellent foundation and framework for them to do great things for their community so I'm excited to see this work carried out because ultimately our goal with the association and with Head Start is really to change the lives and ensure that uh, children are successful as they go through school and on through life as well as the families that, that bring them to our programs every day. Great. Thanks, Ed. Ed, can you share with us just a little bit about your connection to the Leadership Challenge and really how it became, how you became familiar with, you know, this body of work? Yes. I, you know, I first was introduced to the work in uh, 2000 during graduate school and introduced to the Leadership Challenge book with a professor who was very animated uh, by this concept of simplicity yet uh, passion and, and, and ultimately at the foundation uh, piece, the concept that leadership is not something that you, you learn and then know. Leadership is something that you uh, bring to work every day and practice, much like a great baseball player uh, becomes effective through practice. Uh, leadership is, is just about that. So I it was introduced to it in graduate school and carried it along with me um, for a number of years and then had the opportunity in uh, 2014 through a Kellogg grant uh, with a colleague in Michigan to actually attend the training uh, through the um, the source in, in Sonoma, uh, the, the, um, the folks there that were providing facilitators training and went through that and began to really look at it much closer for its use in our Head Start programs on an everyday basis, uh, again, took the training and, and have since uh, taught the course uh, quite a few times, working with uh, hundreds of individuals who are entrusted to lead and, and uh, manage uh, these agencies that range from uh, very, uh, very small 50 to 100 children type environments in tribal and uh, rural communities on up to um, thousands of children communities such as San Diego or Milwaukee or, or uh, Michigan. So the, the types of agencies really differ in, and have been a facilitator and a, a guide in, in a, a number of different settings for the past uh, four years. Wonderful. Well, you know, it's interesting to hear you say that you were um, initially introduced to this work or to this book in uh, graduate school because my first introduction to the Leadership Challenge was back in 1999 when I was teaching at National University and the Leadership Challenge was the textbook that the school uh, wanted us to use as instructors for a creative leadership class. So I was also introduced, um, you know, to the Leadership Challenge through a graduate school program. It just happened to be a um, course that I was um, that I was teaching. Um, but prior to that, I was not introduced to this. And when I saw this textbook, I just absolutely loved it. And I say textbook because we were using it in the school setting, but obviously it's not limited to a school uh, setting, nor does it feel academic when one reads it. 
yourself. Right, and mm-hmm. I think it's part of the magic of the material, the course, the textbook, is it really embraces uh, life as it stands today. It embraces the the story, the the opportunities and the efforts that individuals make in small and in large settings, and in 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 really its fundamental understanding that everyone is a leader. They bring that to their their assignments, whether that in our case is a uh, a parent volunteer in a classroom that with a specific assignment or an agency executive director who leads maybe hundreds of staff. Mm-hmm, absolutely. So before we actually move into the five practices of exemplary leadership, could you really share with us a little bit about the research behind this body of work? Absolutely. The, the interesting thing of to me, is not just the research that uh, has been conducted with the over 500 academic studies, uh, which helped to shape uh, the leadership leadership practices inventory, the the LPI, uh, but also the research that seems to just be continuing to surround it in everyday settings. Uh, you'd find both uh, provided by the authors as well as uh, in a number of other sources that the the leadership challenge has been tested in settings from uh, Caltrans to the Department of the Army to uh, to smaller nonprofit organizations uh, such as Head Start agencies. There's research that's been conducted on that. And what generally the, the uh, researchers find, uh, regardless of the type of setting, is that great leadership uh, has significant impact on employee culture. And, uh, and as we know, culture matters great, in particular in terms of, of retention, uh, of, uh, of, of, of engagement, uh, and general job satisfaction. And for all of us in every setting, we know that uh, you know, we, we typically don't quit a job, we quit a supervisor, we, we, we resign from those settings. And what the Leadership Challenge research shows is that for the individual who is intentional, explicit on practicing more frequently the behaviors that it identifies uh, from the, the research, is that that person is going to be more successful in doing good in an agency, uh, especially as it relates to leading uh, individuals and reducing some of those uh, common job stresses and, 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 and costs, quite honestly. So there's, there's valid research to show that um, over time, the, the leadership practices inventory continues to be updated through um, the uh, online version. They continue to be recalibrated. And, of course, at the foundation of all of this work is what the authors refer to as uh, a personal best. And that's really where the work began uh, by the authors as research many, many years ago, where in examining the narrative stories of leaders doing their personal best, they were able to really extract from that these practice areas uh, that we'll talk about in just a little bit. So what excites me is that that, um, that is so uh, so contemporary to really look at not the, not the theory and approach of leaders, but look at the context in which leadership happens and extract from that what is most critical and shape from that then those practices one needs to be focused on to achieve greatness. Yeah, I absolutely love so much of what you just said. And, um, and I have to say, as a cultural psychologist, I absolutely love your... Um, emphasis on the importance with regards to, you know, culture matters. To cultural psychologists, we look at how 
the environment impacts the way a person thinks and behaves. And, you know, sometimes mm-hmm. that gets overlooked. And I, I think it's, it is critical. And I absolutely also want to underscore, you know, the, the thought that people don't quit jobs, they quit bosses. And mm-hmm. for us to really mm-hmm. kind of think about uh, that concept as well. Um, and I think that kind of leads me to wanted to um, ask you. I know that that um, Coons and Posner they talk a lot in this book, the Leadership Challenge, about leadership is a relationship, and credibility is the foundation of leadership. Share a little bit for us um, on this concept as developed by these authors. Well, again, uh, because they believe in this concept of of credibility uh, is the foundation, they've really stepped back and researched, you know, what is it that most of us see in leaders? And uh, there's some real time-tested um, uh, aspects of what uh, what what are the um, uh, the elements of of a, a credible leader, and what are the keys that each of us are searching for, and through um, those relationships and identifying that, you know, most of us are searching for leaders who are who are honest, uh, regardless of our setting, regardless of our biases, or regardless of uh, other factors. We, we're looking for leaders who are honest. Uh, secondarily, we're looking for leaders who are forward-looking because in, in that forward-looking. Um, uh, position, most of us find that inspiration to follow. Uh, and they're also looking for leaders who have um, uh, the integrity of, of trust from uh, those who are around them and, and really draw on that trust and contribute to that. You that know what, Ed, I'm going to have you put a comma just right there. I'm hearing that we have to go to a commercial break, but when we come back, I'm going to ask you to continue to share, you know, what did the research show that um, is most looked at and most admired in leaders? And then when we come back from break, we'll also begin to talk about the five practices of exemplary leadership. So stay with us. We'll be right back with more on Leadership Matters, informing leaders, inspiring solutions. comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Leadership Matters is brought to you by InnoVisions. Need to improve leadership, staff, or organization performance? Contact InnoVisions today for quality, effective, and affordable leadership, staff, and organization development training, coaching, and consulting services. Call 858-244-8264. That's 858-244-8264. Or send an email to Dr. White. Her email address is drwhite at InnoVisions.org. InnoVisions is a social enterprise of the Neighborhood House Association of San Diego, California. Funds raised go to support the Neighborhood House Association's mission, developing children, families, and future leaders of our communities through empowerment, education, and wellness. Does your organization lack proper leadership? We're not necessarily talking about experience, but about how to face the changing dynamic of leadership today. Sometimes the people we lead know more. Old ways don't work anymore, and the comfort zone just becomes too easy. Listen for Out of the Comfort Zone with Dr. Wanda Wallace. We'll show you how you can adapt and develop your leadership skills to today's workplace. Every Friday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Business. How is your work-life balance? 
In most businesses, no matter where you are positioned, there is always room for improvement. If you're an executive, learn insight about your business. Are you an employee? Learn how to better work with your team. Even if you're not in business, you can learn where your strengths and weaknesses can be played to their best potential. The Work-Life Balance with host Rick Morris can be heard live every Friday at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. You are listening to Leadership Matters with Dr. Cheryl White, Linda Schub, Gerald McFadden, Andre Howard, Tom Wall, and Rihanna Absar. If you have a question or comment about today's program, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Or send an email to leadershipmatters at innovations.org. Now, back to Leadership Matters. And we're back with more on Leadership Matters. And I'm Cheryl White, bringing you greetings from the Neighborhood House Association in San Diego, California. Delighted to have Edward Condon, the Executive Director of Region 9 Head Start Association, with us today. Again, Ed, thank you so much for taking the time to join us and to share on this topic. It's great to be with you. Mm-hmm. So before we went to break, yeah, I know you were um, sharing about the... Um, the research that really looked at the most admired and things that were looked for um, in leaders. I have you go back there. Actually, for lead, for our listening audience that may have just joined us, I want to let them know that we are talking today about five practices of exemplary leadership based on the Leadership Challenge, which is a fabulous uh, book by Coombs and Ponsner. So, or I should say Posner. Uh, thank you so much, um, Ed, for being with us, and let's have you just kind of continue to share. Sure, and I thank you for, for continuing the conversation. I, I was uh, sharing that the, the uh, authors identify uh, through their work and really through the, uh, the characteristics of admired leaders survey that they've done uh, routinely and regularly with all sorts of uh, different types of industries, the characteristics uh, that are most uh, identified by individuals regardless of setting are, are really four focused. And the, the, the first is uh, really the concept of honesty. Uh, and how we all search for that in, in leaders. The, the second being forward-looking, uh, so uh, those individuals who move us past our current condition, current uh, challenges or, 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 or um, difficulties. And then the, the, the third being inspiring those individuals who really call us to, to to do our personal best, and then the fourth, competent. And what's been interesting, uh, this survey, these tools, and these identified uh, characteristics uh, have come out of the study for uh, the years that they've been doing it. In the workshops that we lead, um, most often uh, these are are randomly uh, found as well, but periodically something uh, might change. For example, we found in our work that our type of environment do look for honesty and inspiring, but they might also look for a dependability or for supportive leader as a, as a characteristic. So uh, what's wonderful about the leadership challenge is it does have the truisms of, of those characteristics, but 
it also is broad enough and, and, and its research is um, large enough of a, of a body to see there are other trends in differing communities. Mm-hmm. Yes, you know, I want to um, underscore the uh, forward-looking and the inspiring, and I loved your um, statement with regards to those leaders that are able to move us past our current condition, and I find that to be so important now in this environment with so much uncertainty to really um, be able to still get in touch with, you know, what do we hope for and help others get in touch with what do they hope for and to be able to look beyond the current circumstances to really envision the possibilities, believe in it, and be able to implement a plan regardless of what's happening with regards Mm -hmm. to not being um, frozen because of the uncertainty, but pressing on through it. And so I, I can see how um, that forward-looking and that inspiring and that ability to move beyond the current circumstances can be just so important in today's day and age. Mm-hmm. And, and if I could just add, what's exciting about that element in your comments is in the model, this is what opens up the leadership opportunity beyond the ordained leader or beyond the established leader. You know, all of us have the opportunity in our personal relationships, whether it's our, our family or friends or work setting or, or some larger assignment, to be inspiring, to be forward-looking, um, of course, to be competent. And sometimes we, we think of only leaders exercising that when, in fact, the practice of leadership it can be taking place in, in many settings and in many situations. And, and the authors truly believe that everyone uh, is a leader. Uh, every, it's everyone's business. Mm-hmm. I love that. I, you know, one of the things that I uh, really appreciate about our mission statement here is that where dreams become reality because we know dreams start with hope. And I um, really um, challenge our leaders and our service providers at every level within the organization to, you know, really think about their hopes, but to stir up hope also in our clients um, because I think hope is where um, we began to envision and create the uh, path to, you know, those things that um, can put us in a space for, you know, maximizing our potential. So I just love that, um, that piece around, again, being able to look beyond circumstances, not that you don't necessarily recognize them and deal with them, but I'm not frozen by them. I'm not limited by them. And I I just find it um, to uh, just be so important in our work. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So um, we'll dive maybe into some of the practices. And I think as we go, because you've done so much in this area and you've worked with a lot of different people, I invite you to just kind of share some stories about maybe people who have used some of these approaches and what you found to be the context in which um, the most success and our most effectiveness has occurred. So I think that first practice is uh, modeling the way. Could you say Absolutely. more about this first practice of, of uh, modeling the way as it relates to an exemplary practice for leadership? Sure. Um, and uh, before I do on this particular, let me just share that uh, each of the practice areas, the five, really are uh, built on two commitments. And so when you move into the work, you'll, you'll see that. And just to share the two commitments uh, with modeling the way or the model the way, the first is to clarify values by finding 
your voice and affirming shared ideals. The second commitment is to set the example by aligning actions with shared values. And here in Model the Way, what the authors find that, that the key practice areas are not always, you know, being guarded and being measured in your everyday action, but instead it's really beginning with a search for shared values. And what's exciting about that is it begins really the process of examining your relationship uh, with those who you choose to lead or wish to be a part of a leadership environment from the environment of, from the element of what do you share with them? What is in common? What is, what is acknowledged? And we all know that that can be such a barrier in complex environments or environments that are real hierarchical. Um, and, and if we begin from what we share in common and in particular in environments such as ours in Head Start, uh, there's much more to be gained. Uh, the second commitment and second real key value in uh, model the way is this concept of aligning uh, actions and doing what you say you will do. And and again, as we said at the top of the show, that's a very simple concept, yet it's not a concept that folks measure every day. And through the uh, leadership practices inventory and through the process of evaluation, what I've watched is leaders who are strong and sturdy, maybe have been in their position for a decade or so, and what they come to realize is some of their assumptions um, are not what others are viewing them as. And for example, a director may say, and I'm a very organized person. I come in early every morning and I make sure that everything is arranged and my schedule is set so that I'm very available for other people. And then folks look at them and, and think, well, they're, they're working excessively. They're working and they're, they're, they're over-controlling when, in fact, their, their intention might be to be both organized and available. And so, again, a part of the practice is to look at how do you, uh, how do you operate in a framework by the, uh, by the examination of others, by their perception of what you're doing or by their evaluation of what you're doing to ensure that your actions really speak to the values you want them to see you modeling, you practicing. Uh, and so it, it, it's, been an interesting, um, it's been an interesting process to discuss with directors who, again, on the face of it are very successful, but not always well understood in their intentions and might see a break. Um, and, and for some, uh, it, they also find that they, um, and, and particularly for maybe newer leaders, they find that the concept that they're being watched all the time or that every action is evaluated as a as a statement of, of intention uh, is a real heavy weight and so it becomes a, a burden for them but by simply stepping back and thinking you know are, are they operating consistently are they doing what they say they will do on a regular and consistent basis and are they appearing in the manner in which they want to be judged or viewed uh, by others evaluated in terms of the frequency uh, then they'll They'll be successful. So uh, we find that modeling the way on the on the face of it looks very easy, but for some of our established leaders, uh, and so for some of our younger leaders, um, it, they they find there's more room, more opportunity to grow. 
um, again, uh, the basis of this is these shared values. And in the workshop, just to share one more piece, one of the things that we do is we call a value sort. And it's a simple process by which you go through a set of cards, you look at various values from effectiveness to love and affection to achievement and success or spirituality and faith. And through an exercise, you choose the, the values that, that resonate for you. And uh, through active sharing and discussion with others, you pick and choose and you come up with your, your priorities. And um, what uh, is reported back to us is that individuals who are more, uh, how should we say, autocratic or more deliberate in their everyday managing of, of payroll or of, a, or of facilities or transportation find that by kind of moving toward a values conversation with their peers, by learning to talk openly about their values, one, they're more vulnerable, but two, they're much more understood because that other person might share an interest in effectiveness or love and affection or, or some other value. Uh, yeah. So that's just one example of how um, you deepen the frequency of practicing these uh, these uh, efforts through exercises and and um, opportunities to open up to others. Yeah, no, great. I, I love that with regards to just the building and the firming, the shared values as part of that modeling the way and then ensuring that we're mindful and um, align those actions uh, that we're taking with those values. I'll just share a funny story. We were um, I was working with a group, and we actually did a value sort card, and... Mm-hmm. Uh, as you know, Ed, they have the always values or self-values, you know, cards in there. And I had a CEO who had in his highly valued selection, NEAT, mm-hmm. as one of his values. His COO had in her selection where she placed NEAT was like seldom valued. There were a lot of different things mm-hmm. that were just more important mm-hmm. to her. And what mm-hmm. that revealed, it was really kind of funny was that she says, well, now I get why you always stand in my doorway. I can never understand why you never came into my office because her office was just like a complete mess and <laughs> he highly valued neat. <laughs> of course, they had been working yeah. together for years and it was just a, it was a, um, a funny uh, discovery, but it also was a nice way of just being able to share other things, you know, around what's important to me and what's important to you and how do we align uh, those values. Um, so it sounds like we actually have to go again to commercial break. But when we get back, we're going to talk more. We're going to go moving into the uh, second, third, fourth, and then fifth um, practices of exemplary leadership. So stay with us. We'll be right back with more on Leadership Matters, informing leaders, inspiring solutions. America Business Network, the bottom line in business. Leadership Matters is brought to you by InnoVisions. Need to improve leadership, staff, or organization performance? Contact InnoVisions today for quality, effective, and affordable leadership, staff, and organization development training, coaching, and consulting services. 
call 858-244-8264. That's 858-244-8264. Or send an email to Dr. White. Her email address is drwhite at innovisions.org. Innovisions is a social enterprise of the Neighborhood House Association of San Diego, California. Funds raised go to support the Neighborhood House Association's mission, developing children, families, and future leaders of our communities through empowerment, education, and wellness. Effective leadership is what will propel the world, organizations, and businesses through a range of dynamic changes. How do you keep up with these changes, build skills, and lead effectively? Listen for Innovative Leaders Driving Thriving Organizations with Maureen Metcalf. Maureen offers tools and engaging guests who are leaders in their field. With each week, you'll work on and improve your skills to lead with confidence and drive your organization's success. Tune in every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Business. Trends in global business are changing all the time. It used to only be worrying about your competitor across the street, but now that competitor may be across the world. On Global Business with Mahesh Joshi, we discuss the trends in global business, plus issues and solutions that business leaders face today. Each show is guaranteed to teach you something that you didn't know before about global business. Listen live every Wednesday at noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. The business community's first choice in Internet Talk Radio, Voice America Business Network. You are listening to Leadership Matters with Dr. Cheryl White, Linda Schub, Gerald McFadden, Andre Howard, Tom Wall, and Rihanna Absar. If you have a question or comment about today's program, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Or send an email to leadershipmatters at innovisions.org. Now, back to Leadership Matters. And we're back with more on Leadership Matters. Today we're talking about the five practices of exemplary leadership based on Coons and Posner's book, The Leadership Challenge, and Edward Condon, from the Executive Director of Region 9 Head Start Association, has been kind enough to join us in having this conversation. So, Ed, again, thank you and welcome. We're and going thank to you continue. Very much for me. Yes, we'll continue on with the second exemplary practice um, that's presented in this body of work, and that's inspiring a shared vision. Can we have you unpack and share a little bit more about that particular practice? Absolutely, and, and what's interesting is um, as you look at the five practices, really the first three are the foundational practices and are in, in the training and in the research really the most focused on. The second, as you say, is inspire a shared vision, and, and there the authors really call on us to practice um, the imagination, the imagining a future, the inspiring, the, the looking forward. Um, and the, the, the um, authors offer as examples how uh, language in particular really uh, helps folks to understand the values in which a leader um, brings forward. And in particular, um, really looking at what they like to call ennobling possibilities. And again, um, because fundamentally the authors believe in this, 
notion that leadership is everyone's business and that it's not a destination, it's a practice-based environment that by um, continuing to search for ennobling possibilities, small and large, whether within a family or a housing community or a staff or in an organization, uh, it can really help to move folks from their current situation to a more favorable one. Again, that forward-looking element that leaders are, are looked to, that inspiration that leaders are looked for. Um, the other piece mm-hmm. in Inspire Shared Vision is really uh, developing uh, the skill of enlisting others, of, again, re- reaching back to those shared values, reaching back to that common interest, and bringing folks into that uh, sense of ownership and, and opportunity in an authentic in an authentic way. Um, pivoting then to the, the third, if I might, uh, the challenge, the process, which is a very active uh, in, module of, um, of really asking yourself um, what could be and what, what isn't uh, in, in natural environment as it might stand in this moment. Uh, in particular, the uh, authors uh, call us to look for uh, the concept or look at the concept of outside. You know, we, we all know what foresight and hindsight is, but outside, looking outside the structure of a box. And for many of our programs, um, of course, where they're dealing with the the issues of fixed funding, uh, resources are sometimes the hardest thing for them to, to come up with. But again, then learning to challenge the process, challenge the budgeting process, challenge funding uh, assumptions, advocating for for more or different really allows them to experiment, take risks, um, celebrate some small wins because uh, it's within those small wins that practices uh, can occur and, and can actually achieve um, great things. And, yeah, you know, you know in, and in before human, we move um, to the fourth yeah. one, I'm going to step us back and say mm-hmm. the um, inspiring a shared vision as well as um, challenging the process, both of those fit another thing that I think is um, significantly practiced in our Head Start, our nonprofit, our public um, organizations, and that's the appreciative inquiry model. Uh, so it mm-hmm. dovetails very nicely with regards to looking at you know, um, not only our successes and what is, but that second space and the appreciative inquiry around dream, what else could be. And I think with that, it really puts groups and it puts the leader and it puts all of the um, individuals engaged in this space of generating possibilities as well as potential solutions, which is a little bit different than the traditional, I should say significantly different than the traditional problem-solving models that can sometimes be backwards-looking and um, depressing with regards to um, deconstructing problems versus, you know, in an inspirational way, really looking at and planning for um, other possibilities. So just wanted to underscore the forward-looking approach that this um, that these two practices embrace. Excellent. And and then what's interesting in, in thinking of what you're sharing the in the very practical setting in the 
in the discussions when um, supervisors or established leaders are looking at their teams, there's often sort of this interesting dynamic of younger emerging leaders want more ownership. Uh, they want more opportunity to exercise an innovative muscle or a chance to, to, to claim identity. And the leader often wants them to do that too, but there's, but there's not always a safe space to, to do that. And until uh, that, that's sort of established as a, a fair and equal opportunity for folks to innovate, to create new, to challenge uh, assumptions, uh, when that's, that's in the environment, then uh, there's so many great outcomes for you know, a daily operation, um, whether that be the changing of policies or the uh, the you know uh, the ability to to reduce costs because of of waste and misuse. So mm-hmm. um, again, the, the author's approach toward this isn't about one solution. It's really about creating environmental conditions by which experimenting or taking risks uh, is really uh, as, as consistent as carrying out and meeting that daily task as assigned. Right. So I know you were going and you've kind of gone a little bit into this fourth practice of enable others to act. Um, anything else you really want to emphasize uh, within that particular practice? I think, you know, enabling others to act really at, at, at its base talks about fostering collaboration and, of course, building trust, which really is uh, fundamentally uh, emerges from both modeling and through challenging the process uh, and, and really looking at strengthening others. Um, you know, often, again, in the workshop setting and when folks look at their um, their leadership practices inventory, one of the things that they find, and it's pretty routine for almost all leaders, is that accepting feedback uh, from others is a very difficult task. They may think they've done it, or they might even structurally have it as a part of their annual review or performance appraisal, but the actual incorporation of feedback and then uh, calibrating, changing behavior is um, is something that is difficult. And so the authors really call us to look at that as a component of our work so that as we um, look to enabling others to really facilitating others in these leadership roles, we do so authentically in our own, again, role model as well. Great. Wonderful. And the fifth practice uh, presented in this body of work, Encourage the Heart. Can you share with us a little bit more about that and what that might look like? Sure, sure. And that's, you know, that's uh, just as as you might imagine. Uh, uh, again, the authors call us back to really understanding that uh, to to uh, to lead them is to love them and to live with a passion, to live with a, uh, a an authenticness is essential to being recognized as a leader. One cannot be a leader by title or by assignment only. And a part of uh, showing heart is uh, is the celebration of achievement. It's the celebration of, of what matters to that community, that culture. Um, and, of course, uh, there, you know, it's, it's from uh, what is obvious in terms of, of looking at the large uh, organizational celebrations and the creative culture, but it's also really taking stock in what do you do in an individual way? How do you take time to express appreciation and humility? Uh, and really, do you... Uh, plan explicitly in your calendar to to uh, thank 
an individual for uh, an effort, for an observation, for uh, you know a small win that might have occurred in an organization, and really giving time to you know both celebrate the victories of an outcome, but also the the values that were used to achieve the outcome. And that's, again, as you can imagine now, cycling back into, uh, you know, model the way it's those shared values that are so essential uh, because they then guide um, the actions of new folks. They then guide the actions of folks who might uh, be stepping into the environment, uh, um, you know, as a, as a junior staff member or as a senior leader because those values are, are well understood. Mm-hmm. I love the alignment there also with regards to impacting the culture. We say the culture becomes where there's being modeled, supported, and rewarded. And we can see that intentional behavior. If I thread that that intentional behavior into also those things that I'm recognizing with regards to the, the um, contributions that others are making, and really have a, a good um, foundation for creating whatever culture shifts might meet, need to happen to support that body of work as well. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well said. So if you were to actually sum up how one might really achieve the extraordinary while overcoming the overwhelming um, conditions, you know, that we very often face, what guidance would you provide? Well, I think, you know, for for me and for those I've observed, I would say in this process, uh, uh, the, the guidance is to step back uh, slightly from the heat of the moment and find what is true in an environment, find what is authentic, uh, find that through your own assessment, find that through others' assessment, uh, because I think it's, it's in those truisms that you're going to be most comfortable and you'll find most strengths to go forward. And as I've watched organizations work with this material, what's interesting is a leader or the executive of some of a nonprofit might step into this, and they might do it because they're curious what people might say about them. But then what they find out in that process is that there's a lot to be said about everyone because this is everyone's business and leadership is so shared in a good leader's mind that what they then want to do is take this framework back to their office and really and back to their, their, their community and really examine how uh, aligning their efforts in these five practice areas intentionally can really um, lighten the load for everyone because it's more shared than not. Uh, and so, you know, I, I, I draw on uh, a couple of the different organizations, both in California and in Michigan, that I've worked with and what so I I'm find... So I'm going to actually, again, have you just put a comma right there. When we come back, we're going to hear more about your um, experience working with these other organizations. And then just some final thoughts and tips and how we might connect with you and resources to move our listening audience even further uh, in this body of work or connecting with you. So stay with us. We'll be right back with more on Leadership Matters, informing leaders, inspiring solutions. business community's first choice in internet talk radio voice america business network leadership matters is brought to you by InnoVisions. 
Need to improve leadership, staff, or organization performance? Contact Innovisions today for quality, effective, and affordable leadership, staff, and organization development training, coaching, and consulting services. Call 858-244-8264. That's 858-244-8264. Or send an email to Dr. White. Her email address is drwhite at innovisions.org. Innovisions is a social enterprise of the Neighborhood House Association of San Diego, California. Funds raised go to support the Neighborhood House Association's mission, developing children, families, and future leaders of our communities through empowerment, education, and wellness. Many industries have been revolutionized by technology in the last decade. Books, music, TV, communications, and now it's happening to our money and the way we pay. Tune in to Breaking Banks with Brett King for a look at how technology and customer behavior will bring about more changes in banking in the next 10 years than in the last 200 years. Listen every Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific on Voice America Business Channel or on AM 1160 The Voice. You'll never look at your bank account the same again. Bob Pritchard has over 30 years of experience as a straight-talking business consultant and author working with some of the top Fortune 500 companies. Now he's come to the Voice America Business Channel to help you and your business. Tune in to the Bob Pritchard Radio Show for information about starting and successfully running a profitable business. From the movers and shakers to great marketing screw-ups, you can't afford to miss a single edition of the Bob Pritchard Radio Show, Tuesdays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Business. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. You are listening to Leadership Matters with Dr. Cheryl White, Linda Schub, Gerald McFadden, Andre Howard, Tom Wall, and Rihanna Absar. If you have a question or comment about today's program, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Or send an email to leadershipmatters at innovisions.org. Now, back to Leadership Matters. Hey, so thank you for staying with us, talking about the five practices of exemplary leadership. And Edward Condon, Executive Director of Region 9, Head Start Association, is uh, with us. And Ed, right before we went to commercial break, you were going to share some stories. Wanted to create some space to hear about those. Thank you. And I wanted just to share a couple of the, the folks that we had worked with in terms of implementing the five practices. And as I was saying, the, the interesting thing that I have uh, observed is that this is often uh, such fertile ground in particular when a transition is occurring. In one particular case, an executive director who really wanted to prepare her team to come together and to uh, be stable through the transition of a new executive director uh, took, uh, took this on to get them talking and thinking and expressing and, and really practicing these various elements. And as the new executive director was brought in, she reported back how 
um, how rock solid her team uh, was operating, uh, both uh, on the operational side of getting the task done, but also just their vision and view and, and hopefulness for uh, what could be uh, the agency's future. Uh, this a similar, a, a new director who had stepped into an agency that didn't have a history of a, a lot of uh, openness uh, was involved with the course and shared back that after a period of time of sharing and talking and working through this material, how she found um, it built such trust with her uh, attend her folks as they attended the various sessions that she was conducting because they felt they had this insight into her, not just strategically what she hoped to accomplish, but why she hoped to accomplish that and what her her ennobling view of the world would be. So it's, it's an interesting, um, it, it can be a very interesting timing. It also, you know, as, as it was for me and others, sometimes just affirms the course that you are on by the very nature of who you are. Um, and, and in, in my case, as others have reported, it helps to sharpen things. And, you know, for me, um, celebrating, uh, or I should say encouraging the heart is, is something I don't do well. Uh, and so with this, I, I, it gives me the chance to sort of step back and, and ask myself, am I in balance? So it offers a little of something to folks in very many different settings. Yeah, absolutely love it. Those five practices model the way, inspire a shared vision, challenge the process, enable others to act, encourage the heart. Wonderful framework. Ed, any final thoughts with regards to um, just tips or things you'd like to share with our listening audience? Well, I always like to point out that there's two uh, approaches to this, and, and both are great. Um, one is more of an investment, but I think really generates the more trans- transformational moment, and that is when you take the course with an embedded uh, opportunity for the leadership practices uh, evaluation to be done. And the leadership practices evaluation is an online tool that looks at the five practice areas and uh, asks six behavioral uh, activities within each one to really help you measure your current effectiveness through the observation of a selected group of folks, uh, supervisors, uh, co-workers, um, friends and neighbors and so forth. So it really allows you to, 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 do, to do a broad sweep of your, of your efforts. And um, particularly for someone like myself, I think it's most effective because it allowed me to include not only my daily uh, relations and jobs, but also those places where I volunteer and where I, uh, my faith community, because I, I wanted to see if my values were consistently expressed, whether I was in a paid role or a volunteer role. So I, I, I always like to encourage folks to go the extra distance to do the uh, LPI, to spend the money on on that. Um, and that's generally offered within a, a course that is a two-day training. Uh, you receive the foundational materials, the LPI is given to you that has been built through others, and then, of course, you walk through the five modules uh, in an active learning environment. Uh, the other way is to simply just step in and read the book as, as I did in 2000 or you did in 1999 and just begin to kind of bathe yourself in the materials. It's available online. It's available in print. It's available in audio books. And there's many ways to, to interact. Some of the books are long. Some of the books are short. Um, but again, what's great about that is it allows you to assess you know, how much are you ready for and, and what do you need in terms of content. Okay. But, um, so, if the opportunity comes, I love to encourage the LPI approach. 
Yeah, wonderful. So if someone wanted to get in touch with you um, or just kind of learn more about this, where might you send them as a reference? Are, sure. are really they can connect with you. Yeah, they can contact the association where we have under our website, the region9hsa.org, uh, uh, under the button of learn, we have the leadership challenge course that we're offering. Uh, again, it's focused toward those who are in the Head Start community, but we uh, have done these courses for others, uh, for uh, single employers to regional groups to, to other mixes. So we're uh, an organization that can provide uh, the the course, the two-day course to individuals, and they can get that contact information through the region9hsa.org website. Click on Learn, and you'll see the Leadership Challenge course that we're offering this um, this December down in Pomona, California. Uh, so that's one way to contact me, and otherwise, through the website, they can certainly pick up my contact information. Be glad to dialogue with them on their intent. Great. Any other um, events or anything just in general um, leadership that you think our listening audience might be interested in? Well, for sure. If uh, an individual's uh, involved with early childhood education, we're having a wonderful um, site director's academy this August in San Diego, California, where we'll be uh, inspiring uh, leaders of individual early education sites and to uh, develop and enhance their capacities as as uh, as individuals who sit in a unique uh, nexus between an organization and a local community. And then we also have of uh, ongoing trainings that we do, again, targeting the Head Start community, both online and throughout the year. So we'd welcome uh, folks' involvement in, in our various events. Great. Fabulous. And we also included a um, banner, um, just an announcement on the e-card announcement to today's show um, to your um, site director's um, Academy, which we are just delighted that Innovisions is partnering with you on. So uh, thank you so much for, for your mentioning of that. And then also just thank you so much for joining us today. I think you have just brought some really good quality content uh, to our listening audience, and we just really appreciate that. Well, super. Thank you for having me. Mm-hmm. So to our listening audience, we want to say thank you so much for tuning in today. Please join us every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time for Leadership Matters, informing leaders, inspiring solutions. Thank you again for tuning in. Leadership Matters with Dr. Cheryl White, Linda Schub, Gerald McFadden, Andre Howard, Tom Wall, and Rihanna Absar is broadcast live every Wednesday afternoon at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Have a wonderful week and make your leadership matter.